When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're invited to I Am The Cute One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe. Let's spike the punch, grind to Usher, and recap some of the cutest movies that made our millennial minds explode. Hello, I am Chelsea, and I am the cute one. And I am Donnie, and I am the cute one. But we are joined today with the true cute one. We have Zell of Who Asked Me with us today to break down almost famous hi (laughs) hello hello i'm so excited i'm so so excited yeah let's just get this out of the way the text messages that i was receiving (laughs) from this man who made me watch fucking aquamarine this month donnie hated this movie and like you would have thought that i was torturing him i don't understand is this your center stage donnie oh i forgot you hated center stage because so you were like you make me watch all these movies and i was thinking about like Cruel Intentions and Scooby-Doo and Aquamarine. I did forget that you hated Center Stage. But you hated those movies and then you appreciated them. But this was just a chore from beginning to end with me. I hated every single second because it's about the kind of people that like I would cross the street if I saw. Like they look like they smell. They look like they're weird. The movie's about classic rock. The cast is 87% ugly. It had no plot. Almost Famous was almost a movie. I hated all of it. So... Is this a bad time to tell you that I have an almost famous tattoo? (laughs) Because I do. Of what? It's all happening? Call me Sheena Shea, baby. It is. No! All happening. Hold on. Am I going to be able to get this in here? Hold on. I will show you. It's all Uh. happening. Okay, well, I love the movie. <laughs> you know what? I also, because when you guys texted me and said Almost Famous, I said, oh, it's all happening. <laughs> I said, it's all <laughs> happening. I was so excited. Uh, I love this movie, Donnie. I also love Aquamarine. Okay, okay. So that's a point for me. <laughs> Do you love the movie so much where you just see me hating it as wrong? Because I was like talking shit on it on Instagram today and people were DMing me and they're like, this is my favorite movie of all time, but everything you're saying is still correct. Listen, Donnie, when I saw you on Instagram today saying you hated this movie, <laughs> at first I gasped, but then I was like, you know what? Were you expecting Donnie to like this movie? And then I had to have some talks with myself. And I think because Kate Hudson is in it, I was like, oh, Donnie's going to yes. love it. But then I had to separate the Kate Hudson from the actual movie. And while I was watching it, I was like, of course, Donnie hates this movie. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And I have to talk to myself too, because I did the poll, like, will I like this or not? And like 90 people said I wouldn't and 141 said I would. So at first when I was watching, I was mad at the 141 for not knowing me. But then I was also mad at the 91 for thinking they know me so much. I was like, you don't know me. What if I love it? Mm. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, when, when I saw you post that, I said, of course he hates it. <laughs> Yeah. Now, before we started recording, you know, we were having some technical difficulties. And I was saying that Mercury is retrograde at the moment. Now, Donnie treats this as like, if he doesn't acknowledge it, it doesn't exist. It's like when I used to go to the bar and take off my glasses, like if I was in my hometown bar, I would take off my glasses so I couldn't (laughs) see. And it was like, if I didn't see the people I went to high school with, they weren't there. That's how Donnie treats Mercury retrograde. Because of Kate Hudson in the skeleton key, because she... She ignores the voodoo the whole time. And then once she believes it, then Caroline gets switched bodies. <laughs> so, but, so I do not believe in retrograde. But I do feel like this is just further evidence of Mercury being in retrograde because our cuties are used to me hating on a movie and talking shit. I am with you, Zell. I love this movie. It had been a while since I had seen it. So then Donnie was like hate texting me. And I was like, oh, shit. Is this something that I'm misremembering? Because certainly Mm -hmm. we have covered movies where Mm -hmm. I watch it after 
a good chunk of time and I'm like, oh, God. Like, we just covered 500 Days of Summer. And I was like, oh, this is a different movie than the first time I watched it. I listened to that and it made me rewatch it because I used to have strong feelings about 500 Days of Summer, like very strong feelings. And then when I listened to you guys and I rewatched it, I was like... I'm an adult. Right. I was like, fuck, I'm an adult. <laughs> right. So I was worried that was going to happen with this movie, that I was going to rewatch it and hate it. But it's so much like the music, the oh, soundtrack, the like everything. so much of it is my childhood. Like I grew up with hippie adjacent parents. It's like all of the records, all of the posters on his wall. Like I grew up in a house and I mean, talk about my parents' uh, taste level of interior decor. But like I grew up with those posters in my living room. Uh-huh. I don't know. It was a feel good movie i felt great and i felt great that i knew i was going to argue with donnie for an hour so i'm just living right now you know what my mom listens to a lot of music so i grew up listening to all different types of music so that's where i was introduced to it and then i never saw this movie until a little bit later but i do have it on dvd i almost thought about watching it on dvd just for old time's sake but me when me and my friends first saw this movie as teenagers i was like basing so much of my personality off of Penny Lane. And, you know, like down the road, we had to razzle dazzle some more people in there. But (laughs) the approach to dating and guys when I was younger, tried to base it off Penny Lane. Mm. Now I have a question really quick. You said you almost watched it on DVD. Where did you end up watching it? Amazon. Because this is the first movie I had to pay for to watch that we covered why you can watch it for free on amazon prime i have top notch um i have a free star subscription with amazon prime oh see i don't have stars stars. Yeah. yeah so i had to pay for it and normally i do not pay for the movies and normally I love them. So Chelsea, in conclusion, I'm never paying for another movie again. Okay. Well, let's <laughs> jump into where we were when this movie came out. So this movie was released on September 22nd, 2000. So approaching its anniversary. Happy wow. anniversary. Almost famous. Oh it was a Friday. Bill Clinton was president. The Summer Olympics had just started in Australia And music by Madonna was at the top of the charts. And in the box office, Remember the Titans, the director's cut of The Exorcist, and despite Donnie's opinions, Almost Famous were top three movies. Ha. Wasn't just me. Wait for the budget. We'll get there. (laughs) Uh, Can I interject really quickly and say my strong feelings about Remember the effing titans i never need to see that movie again and it doesn't give what everybody thinks it gives and that's all i'll say oh so we won't bring zell back when we cover that because i almost said oh let's cover that one next (laughs) i love it i hate sports but i love remember the time and i think that's on my list of movies i've never seen so (gasps) oh you never had to watch it in school i don't think so was that a movie that was like yeah it's all about like civil rights yeah every single time they wanted to like make us feel something they're like remember the titans today and i was like i'm black i don't need okay this is not a remember the titans episode so i really want to make this quick but i used to work in a restaurant with a girl that would audition for things when she was a little girl and she said at the remember the titans callback hayden panettiere kicked her before she went (gasps) in so that she was frazzled and messed up and then hayden panettiere got the part okay wait why does that make me like Hayden Penetier. See, more. I love crazy bitches. That's that's why I love Demi Lovato more when they punch the backup dancer in the face. I'm about to beat this. I love a crazy bitch. I quote that often. I'm about to beat this. Uh, <laughs> that was yes. Uh, that was great. <laughs> now, Donnie, you latched on to remember the Titans, but I want to circle back to The Exorcist because fun fact. We all know that I am the sporty spice of this podcast. And growing up, I played soccer a bunch of different places. But one of the places we consistently had soccer practice was at Georgetown University, which is right by those exorcist steps. And I used to walk up and down those steps to and from practice every weekend. I've never seen that movie. I don't do scary things. I don't even entertain it. (laughs) I won't. I will not even entertain it, especially stuff like that, like exorcism and stuff. No. That's your Mercury retrograde. I'm literally going (laughs) elsewhere. Like if I were to play soccer and they were like, oh, this is where and I knew that I would be like, well, mom, I'm not a soccer player. (laughs) (laughs) I'm retired. Mm -hmm. I am the cute one is now looking for sponsors. If you have a business you'd like to promote, email I am the cute one podcast at gmail.com to inquire about rates and packages. 
Donnie, it's so weird to me that you like scary movies because you are famously afraid of everything. So it's so odd to me that you've like seen most scary movies. Not most, because I do have like strict lines that I don't cross. Like all of the Saw movies, I stopped once they became too scary for me. I never saw any of the hostels. Like my little bright spot was like Scream, I Know What You Did Last Summer, The Faculty, that 90s bubble that was like meta and a little bit comedic. Once horror movies evolved past that, I can't really watch. My cousin made me watch Jeepers Creepers when we were like, I think I was 12 or something in her basement, which was a very Jeepers Creepers adjacent. And (laughs) it was a wrap for me because I used to pretend like I used to be like, yeah, yeah, scary movies. Woo. And after that, I something changed in me. <laughs> well, then we will not have you back for Remember the Titans or in October because just a casual plug, we will be doing spooky season and covering some of the movies that Donnie just mentioned about the the scary movies in the 90s. So mm, yes, never tuned. seen Hocus Pocus either. That's not even scary. It's scary adjacent. <laughs> it's scary adjacent. Wow. Oh, wow. No, I never saw it because I didn't live in the United States when it came out and it wasn't like a thing. And by the time I got here everybody was like oh my god hocus pocus hyped it up so much and i made it a personality trait that i was like oh i haven't seen that movie so now that i'm in my 30s i have to keep going all right well (laughs) before we get to donnie's background trivia for the uncut unedited and unhinged versions of our current shows head to patreon.com slash i am the cute one so if you want to see zell's adorable it's all happening tattoo if you want to see me just visibly shut off my face when Donnie talks right over there. It's usually about 30 more minutes than the real show. So enjoy. Yeah, it's a good time. And I went rogue this week and recorded a solo review of Leah Michelle and Funny Girl. So that's there as well. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. All right. Take it away, Donnie. All right. So some background trivia for this movie. It was written and directed by Cameron Crow, who also wrote Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Say Anything, Jerry Maguire, and Elizabethtown. Fun fact, I hate all of these movies, so I think I'm just not a Cameron Crow fan. Who's in Elizabethtown? Kirsten Dunn. Yes. Yes. And uh, the Lord of the Ring guy. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Activated. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Donnie, I know that you, just like you said, you just saw Leah Michelle in Funny Girls, mm-hmm. and I know she just tested positive for COVID, <laughs> and perhaps you should get tested as well because you have no taste. <laughs> The budget was $60 million and it only made $47 million worldwide. It did not even match its budget. But that's okay, because, because since then, it achieved cult status, mm-hmm. and a Broadway musical based on it is opening November 3rd, 2022. Wait, what? Yeah, coming to Broadway. Oh, I will be there. Let me book my ticket. I will be there. <laughs> The tagline for the movie was, experience it, enjoy it, just don't fall for it. Mm. Okay. One of the better ones we've got, I think the bar is so low at this point for taglines that I'm like, you know what? Fine. And I never realized taglines were so bad until you just read it without, like, it being accompanied Mm -hmm. by the poster or the trailer. But taglines on their own are are so bad. Mm -hmm. So now, a little bit of trivia. I brought three little fun facts. Number one, most films have music budgets of less than $1.5 million. But this movie featured over 50 songs with a music budget of $3.5 million. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So if it would have had no songs, then it would have broke even at the box <laughs> you know one thing i didn't even think about until watching it this past time was that i of course i knew that they sang elton john in it and i love that clip but it crossed my mind i said i wonder how much it costs for them to have this song yeah. in this movie because yeah elton mm-hmm. no cheapy <laughs> <laughs> sure is it Speaking of that scene, that's another one of my trivia bits. The director said in an interview that Patrick Fugit, who played William, was the worst singer in that scene. And he was so bad that his vocal levels were adjusted so you couldn't hear him because they didn't want to distract from the rest of the scene. Millie Vanilli? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine being him and then the director like openly talks about, like not only were you so bad we had to edit you out, but then... I'm going to tell everyone you were so bad. We had to edit you out. That would be me, though. (laughs) You guys have heard me sing on this podcast. You know what I'm working with. (laughs) 
some casting bits. Brittany Murphy, Anne Heche, Nev Campbell, Jenna Elfman, Rose McGowan, Allison Hannigan, Catherine Heigl, Rebecca Romaine, and Lark Voorhees all auditioned for the role of Penny Lane. But the role went to an actress named Sarah Polly, who I never heard of in my life. But Kate Hudson got the role of William's sister. So then when Sarah Polly dropped out, they were like, do you want to be upgraded? And she obviously said yes. Wow. I know. I love it. (laughs) I know. But I think Kate Hudson would have been good as the sister, too. Mm -hmm. I think she would have brought a different energy to the sister. Mm -hmm. I think it would have been a different character with her being that role. Uh, Knowing that fact now, I just know my girl was on top of the world because she's an Aries just like me. And not only do I love beating people at things and taking things from people (laughs) but getting an upgrade at that in more Mm. screen time she was on cloud nine that day (laughs) (laughs) so now i want to ask what character if any do you all identify as and i'm gonna go first because i realized i basically relate to all of the toxic people in this movie which (laughs) i do think speaks to my current mental state so just beep beep buckle up motherfuckers but (laughs) i did like deeply resonate to russell saying can we just skip the vibe and go straight to laughing about it because that is like always my mo (laughs) and then i do Still, I thought that maybe this would change rewatching it as an adult, but I still really vibe with Penny Lane. Like, love to make an entrance, love to set the vibe of a party, love to put on a show, love to fix broken people mm-hmm. instead of fixing the biggest person that is broken in my life, me. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yes, I also deeply resonate with Penny Lane. Like I said earlier, um, much of how I identified how I was going to approach men in dating Um, in my early years was very penny-like, act like you don't care, but deep down be dying inside for somebody's (laughs) attention and approval, but still sleep with them whenever they want to, but make them think that it's you that wants to do it. Um, And then much like Chelsea said, you know, fix everybody else instead of yourself. Um, And then she also said something in this movie that I was like, girl, me too, which when William asked her, do you have any normal friends? She said, famous people are just better (laughs) said absolutely (laughs) honey somebody asked me like do you think you'll ever stop talking about like pop culture and things on your podcast and I said no I love famous people (laughs) and then having a mental breakdown in a hotel room resonates with me too because I've done that a couple times (laughs) not proud of it but we're moving on um and then I also do resonate with William because I can be a little observer when I want to be. And I also love music. And I also went to the year and a half I went to college. I did go for journalism. Oh, what about you, Donnie? So after you two spoke, I think there's a little Penny Lane in me as well. I didn't pick up those personality traits from her. I think my eyes were just so glazed over and I spent more time (laughs) looking at the clock than the screen. Mm -hmm. But hearing you say those things about Penny, I'm like, oh yeah, me too. But I said I was like the mom because she was the only one that seemed to judge these people. And that's what I was doing the whole movie also. Although I think I would have connected more to like a bitchy sister or something that was out of the world a little bit, but still pretty and popular. Because the mom, I don't want to say. I will say this. I do relate to the sister in the family aspect because Mm. when things get tense in the family, I'm like, "Mm, won't see you guys for three to four months. (laughs) Yeah, we will talk. I definitely resonate with both the mom and the sister. It was disturbing to me upon this rewatch that I started to like align more with the mom. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, Jesus, this just means that I am like fully (laughs) completing my transition into my mother because their whole fight. And again, we'll get to it when we get to the plot. But like their fighting style, like I was like, oh, that was just 2002 to 2009. Cool. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. So now before we get into specifics, Zal, I want to put one minute on the clock and have you break down this fine film. Take it away. So teenage kid who thinks that he's older than he really is because his mom's a liar, finds himself in a dream job position with his dream girl, with a dream band, who's actually not that famous when he first meets them, but then they become more famous as time goes on. Then he decides to convince his mom to go on tour with them, even though she never let his sister do anything because, you know, moms love their sons a little bit more, but we won't go there. (laughs) 
Then he goes on the road with these people thinking that he's going to have the time of his life and that they are going to show him an experience unlike any other. But really, he starts to see the prettiness of it all wear away. He sees a drug overdose. He goes home. He graduates high school. He writes an article for Rolling Stone, all to have it debunked by the worst person in the fucking world. (laughs) That was Yeah, I think you nailed it. I hate, hate Russell. (laughs) Uh, I'm just so excited. Let's jump in. So this movie begins in 1969 with a little baby genius and general nerd, William Miller, learning that he is actually only 11 years old and his life is a lie. Meanwhile, his older sister, Anita, comes home to be absolutely read for filth by their pop culture hating mother. She can tell that Anita has been kissing. And not only that, she knows that Anita has been kissing Daryl. She also confiscates Anita's sign. Simon and Garfunkel record saying their music is nothing but poetry about drugs and promiscuous sex and they're on pot. Now, like I said, my parents are hippie adjacent and I grew up going to like music festivals with them. So the music hating part didn't resonate with me, but the nosy know-it-all mom really (laughs) hit home. And this scene could have been a dramatic reenactment for my E! True Hollywood story, like right down to Anita telling her mom to fuck off after being called a drama queen. (laughs) My mom like always knew exactly what I was up to. It was troubling. Well, Mm. I think she said feck and the difference is (laughs) you. (laughs) That line always gets me. Like I just busted out laughing at it like I'd seen it for the first time. It's so good. Did you guys, now I don't even, Donnie, do you have any stories about your parents catching you doing something or were you too much of a goody goody? <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> I was a goody goody so much to the point where when I was a freshman in college, I came back for spring break and as you know, took a role in the high school musical. <laughs> but there was this hot straight boy in the musical too and he wanted me to hang out with his friends. So like, okay. And I thought he was flirting a little bit. So I was like, oh my God, I can seduce a straight boy. This is wonderful. And what a great spring break. So then we went to his house and he wanted to smoke weed. So I was like, I'll do whatever you want. At this point <laughs> in my life, I had never I had never smoked weed in my life. I was a college freshman. This high school boy wanted to corrupt me. I was like, fine. So then I did and then his friends dared us to kiss so we did that as well i wasn't 18 yet so no laws were broken if you're listening to the story and think it's weird i mean i think it's weird for many reasons but thank you for <laughs> yeah there's that. no statutory yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, so naturally then that night i went on aol instant messenger and told my friend the whole story but It was the year, like, 2005, so it was on the family computer in the computer room. So when I logged off, my IMs were still open. So my dad read the whole message about me smoking weed and about me kissing this straight boy and all that. So then he confronted me, obviously, to try to get me, not try to get me in trouble, but to, like, punish me or something. And then I lied and said that my, I was like, I know, but ever since I graduated high school, me and my friend, like, have been drifting apart a little bit and I just want her to think I'm cool and I just want her to whatever. I know she smokes weed and that's the only way I can connect with her if I lied about it. So he believed me or even if he didn't believe me, he like acted like he believed me. So I didn't get in trouble and I kissed a straight boy (laughs) and I smoked weed. Wow. (laughs) Journey. (laughs) Journey. Did that answer your question? Uh, Yeah. I guess I guess it did. What about you, Zoe? Um, you know, two stories in particular come to mind because I was just talking about them with my friends. The first one was when I bought my first song from Rue 21 from the dollar bin. I was just mm-hmm. overtaken by the spirit of Manny Santos and I had to be just like her. So it was faux denim blue. And I absolutely would sit down in class. And before I knew I was getting going to get up, I would just, you know, shimmy it down mm-hmm. a little bit. So I'd As be like, does. oh yeah, got a thong. But I was too scared to tell, tell my mom that I bought it. So I would run home, wash it with the wool light in the sink, throw it in the dryer and then take it out before she, all before she got home. And one day I accidentally put it in the dirty clothes and she said is this your sweetie and i said uh she goes do you want a thong i said yeah and she goes let's go she took me to victoria's secret let me thongs she's like please don't wear this denim (laughs) thong (laughs) 21 dollar bin we can do better than this yes um the other time was i uh, was failing a lot of classes in high school. And one of my friends was like, I'll retype your report card for you. Uh And I was like, okay. So I got the report card out of the mail, shredded it, looked at it, shredded it. 
And then um, I was like, let me know when you're going to retype that. I paid him. He got busted. He got grounded. And I had no report card. (gasps) So my mom kept asking, like, where is your report card? Where is your report card? And I was like, oh, they're like really switching to online (laughs) grades and report cards. So like you should be getting something in your email soon. And my mom was like, "Okay." So I honestly, I rode that bus for a long time because my parents were in the middle of getting a divorce. And my mom was Mm. very heartbroken and (laughs) preoccupied. So then. One day she finally came to her senses about me and who I was (laughs) as a 16 year old girl. And I was walking down the hallway after fifth hour and I turned the corner where the office was and my mom came out and was walking towards me and I stopped and she walks up to me and she goes, go get that shit out of your locker. Every single textbook. And I will meet you at the car. Mm-mm. And I turned around. My legs were jello. And I bought, I had to bring every single textbook mm. home for the uh. rest of the year, even if I didn't have homework. And she made me read a chapter <gasps> out of each book every night. And the only class that I got a pass from was with math because my math teacher was a raging asshole. And I told my mom, I said, you go talk to him. And she proceeded to get into a fight with yet another one of my teachers. That story gave me the chill. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when the pace of the words mm-hmm. slow down and they don't need to raise their voice for you yeah. to hear them, that's when your blood runs cold and you're like, well, I'm dead. Goodbye. Oh, See yeah. You later. <laughs> I literally thought about running. I, I thought about running. <laughs> <laughs> Cuties, you know I cannot see a movie without pretending I'm in it. And now it's your turn. Have you ever tried to use the force when no one's looking or thought about what superheroes would win in a fight? Then you'll want to stop what you're doing, (laughs) unless you're driving, and visit Sideshow.com. Your eyes do not deceive you. They have a life-size, impeccably detailed replica of the child from Star Wars The Mandalorian. Now, I don't mean to brag, but Sideshow did send me the child. I call him Baby Yoda. I have since learned that is not his name, but he is my son now, so I will be continuing to call Call him as such. And we have been playing dress up, having photo shoots, and just having a grand old time. But if that one doesn't speak to you, how about a movie accurate statue of Christopher Reeve as Superman? They got that too. But just wait until you see the incredibly lifelike figures of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and so much more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here is the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of $200 or more. It's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high-quality collectibles. Or you can gift it to that super geek in your life. Perhaps that person in your life that you know would cringe when they hear that I've been letting my daughter sleep with my baby Yoda. And again, that I refuse to stop calling it Baby Yoda. Plus, shopping at Sideshow earns you 5% back in Sideshow rewards, meaning for every $100 spent, you get $5 back in rewards that can be used on future purchases. While geeking out is its own reward, your collection goes farther with Sideshow. So, what are you waiting for? Visit Sideshow.com, promo code CUTEONE, right now, and get ready to let your geek side show. Oh, that's clever. Sideshow. Like Sideshow.com? I get it. Like what you're hearing? Head to patreon.com slash I am the cute one for more. There you can find uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes. That's patreon.com slash I am the cute one. See you there. In a surprise to no one, Mommy Dearest's helicopter parenting in this movie where butter, sugar, flour, bacon, eggs, bologna, rock and roll, and motorcycles are all banned (laughs) leads to Anita getting the fuck out of Dodge, ditching her little brother, and moving away to become a flight attendant. But before she goes, she proclaims that one day William will be cool and leaves him with all of her records. It's different, obviously, than how my life was but being the older sibling i do like that you can like mold the younger one however you want them 
And I feel like William took this instruction from his sister and went with it. But I left my sister when she was like five. So I had trained her up until that point to watch like Gossip Girl and Desperate Housewives and these (laughs) mature things about how to be a bitch. But then I left her for so long after that in the wrong hands, my middle sister, (laughs) that it like warped her in another way. I feel the same in terms of older sibling. I am one of two, but I am an older sister of a younger brother. And there is a difference there. It's kind of like what Zell was saying earlier of, yeah, this mom did not let Anita do shit. And now she's going to let her 15-year-old child later go out on the road. That's exactly how it was with my brother and me in terms of like, I got a cell phone. My brother got a cell phone the next year. I wasn't allowed to stay out past midnight. My brother was allowed to stay out past midnight the next year. Wow. Like, this is ridiculous. I had no idea you were the younger sister. I mean, older sister. You have younger sibling energy, 100%, I think. I do? You thought yeah. my brother was older than me this whole time? Yeah, I think because no. you're a brat. Well, I am a brat, <laughs> but that's just because that's going to be me wow. regardless of birth order. <laughs> I mean, I'm the youngest, so and I have an older brother. Ah. We grew up military family, so the rules were the same across the board, but I definitely experimented more. Like, my brother was kind of a He was an introvert, whereas I was like every party, everything I could go to Mm. running through fields when the cops busted parties, you know, smoking all the weed, all of it. My mom was like, what's wrong with you? I made all the mistakes. Mm. So then my brother knew how to just like fly right under the radar doing all the same things, but not getting caught. Or I think my parents were just exhausted Mm -hmm. by the time he started high school that they're like, fine. You know what? Fine. So. All of Anita's manifestations come true, though, because in 1973, a 15-year-old William is on a mission to become a rock journalist. And although his classmates hate him, his (laughs) idol, Lester Bangs, takes an interest in him. Lester tells William he needs to be honest and unmerciful in his writing. And despite basically calling William a naive square who (laughs) will be absolutely ruined by rock and roll, he gives him a chance, offering William $30 to write 1,000 words on Black Sabbath. And it's at this concert that we meet Penny Lane. It's all happening. God, Jesus. It's all happening. (laughs) Donnie? I I don't know my opinions on Penny Lane because she's played by Kate Hudson. So it's hard for me to decide. Because even though it is Kate Hudson with ramen noodle hair, it is still Kate (laughs) Hudson. So I want to base my opinion of her off of the company she keeps, which again is dirty weirdos who chase lackluster bands across the country. But it's still Kate Hudson. So I think I like her. But if Maggie Gyllenhaal would have got the role, then I would like, no, I don't like her no matter what. Why? Because she had a pixie cut? Oh, among other things. <laughs> oh my God. Well, first of all, how dare you? Second of all, I would argue Kate Hudson's hair is significantly better in this movie than How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. No! Are you kidding? And How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, like her hair is one straightening away from just falling out by the follicle. But that's how I Donnie, love my women. Donnie, as a former hairdresser, <laughs> watching Kate Hudson in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, I am baffled that there was hair and makeup on that set because there's no way it is so wrong that hair color should be used in beauty school as what not to do like (laughs) awful it's awful maybe kate hudson just isn't a hair icon then because remember that most recent movie she was just in the autism musical made by sia she was bald-headed in it Maybe that's the natural conclusion to what they did to her in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, because it was fried. Uh, I actually really liked when she shaved her head. Don't. Don't freak out, Donnie. She's just, okay, Kate Hudson is the ultimate cool girl to me, so she can do no wrong. When she shaved her head, she looked good. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Patreon.com slash I am the cute one to see Donnie's eyes just roll all the way back in his head. No, Kate Hudson, I think, never had a hairstyle that looked good on her, but she still looks good because it's Kate Hudson. Whereas Nev Campbell never had a hairstyle that looks good on her, and you can tell. Now we're just going out of our way to insult people. Okay, no, it's yeah. true. <laughs> what? You know what, Nev, in the words of Mimi Lees. Now, why am I in it? <laughs> yes. Nev Campbell is somewhere saying, now why am I in it? <laughs> There's a Nev Campbell fan club that came for me on Twitter once for saying this. I can't imagine why. <laughs> so... 
there's no segue here because this is just I'm about to drop some ick. Penny Lane in this movie is supposed to be 16 years old, which, ew, especially given the fact that she toured with this band last summer. Mm-hmm. Meaning ew. she was 15. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just ew. Mm -hmm. Anywho. So (laughs) Penny and the gals are not groupies. They are here for the music. No more sex, just (laughs) blowjobs. But the Band-Aids aren't the only characters he meets in this new rock and roll world. And despite being the enemy, William quickly wins over the band Stillwater. Now, this will probably mean absolutely nothing to you, Donnie, but... If there are any other cuties out there who grew up with parents like mine, Russell, the just garbage goblin human of a man, is apparently partially based off of Greg Almond of the Almond Brothers Band and Glenn Frey of the Eagles. I could see that. He's like a composite. I could see that. Okay. You know how that tweet that's been going viral, that people use it about anything now, when they're like, none of these words are in the Bible. That's how I feel about that <laughs> sentence. So I'm going to guess that you didn't get the reference to Graham Parsons and Emmy Lou Harris when they go to that party and there's like two people playing the duet and William walks by. No. Okay. Who are they? <laughs> uh, I finally know what you feel like when I don't recognize a celebrity. Like, I'm so deeply disappointed in not only you, but that I have aligned myself with you, Donnie. (laughs) Okay, so here is the thing, though. You don't have, like, an appreciation and knowledge of, like, movie and theater world, Mm -hmm. whereas, like, music is definitely my blind spot because growing up, if, well, just my whole personality, if I don't like something, I just don't learn about it at all. So, like, when my dad did try to introduce me to, like, classic rock and stuff, I was like, I don't give one flying fuck. (laughs) Is Stillwater real? No. No, no. Joke's on you. That's in my trivia. Yes, it is. Who's wrong now? Wait, it's a real band? It is, but this story's not about them. them. Okay. But it was a real band that whoever Cameron Crowe traveled with when he was 15. Oh. Wow. Well, look at you. (laughs) Turn the tables. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to edit that out. Joke's on you. (laughs) (laughs) It won't even be in the Patreon. It'll just cut to a black screen. (laughs) So Penny and William head to a party full of rock stars that Donnie doesn't recognize, (laughs) where William witnesses a play in three acts. Storm from X-Men breaks it all down. Despite having a girlfriend, Russell and Penny are totally fucking, which again, given the age, creepy. First of all, you just called her Storm from X-Men. Storm from X-Men is Halle oh. Berry. Oh, and no, no, no. Uh, I meant Rogue. I meant I Rogue on that one. Yes, I was going to say, yes. after that whole segment of you coming for my neck after fucking not knowing Emmy Lou Pearson or whatever, now <laughs> you're called... <laughs> now you said Storm from X-Men is in this movie? Okay, well, I did mean Rogue, but... I will now. I can be open, honest, vulnerable. I did think it was Ryan Reynolds, that one guy, for like most Ooh. of the movie. Um, Jason, what's his face? The lead singer? <laughs> yes. Jason Lee? You thought Jason Lee was Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> yes. Ew. Have you seen Ryan Reynolds? Have you seen him? I mean, I, I've seen both of them. I base blinds out, and they had a beard and long hair. No, and- no. I think you're just blind. <laughs> no, 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 no. Dr. Bald, my husband, I was like, I didn't know. Like, Ryan Reynolds, wow, like, what a career he's had. And he was like, no, <laughs> no. And he was like, please don't tell Donnie that. And I was like, well, I'm going to because I have to admit my sins. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. So apparently transcripts were not a thing in the 70s because William pretty easily tricks Rolling Stone magazine into thinking he's an adult and lands a gig touring with Stillwater. Did either of you ever get a job that you were like wildly underqualified for? The dip? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I never. I worked at an ice cream shop for most of my life. Well, I did finesse my way into working at Victoria's Secret when I was 18, but I wasn't underqualified. I could sell panties. (laughs) I just thought that I got called. I really did think that I got called back to the interview and they were like, no, we don't think we did. And I was like, no, I, you did. You did. (laughs) And they were like, okay, let me pull your resume. And then she was like, actually, I really like you. And then actually Mm. my second day of that job, I was running late and I had road rage and I cut this person off and I flipped them off. And then they got back in front of me. And I was like, God, fuck this person. And I like, we were kind of like having a tug of war. I was like, wow, they're going the same way I'm going. No. They park. No. It was my boss. Oh. Did she know it was you? Well, we had an awkward moment. <laughs> 
Oh my she probably God. was like, this person is following me. They just put <laughs> me off and now they're going to like chase me out of my car. And then she's like, oh, never mind. It's my You're employee. scheduled for Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's the girl I interviewed in the food court. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Well, I asked our cuties about the job that they were most underqualified for. And their submissions were kind of all over the place and it really made me laugh. I was having a good chuckle to myself. So I'm just going to share a few. One person said, I babysat and was in a state of panic the entire time. Never again. (laughs) The next one is, I worked at a dry cleaners and I just ordered pizza all day. Fun. (laughs) Love that. All right. And finally, this one made me laugh the most because it's really haunting. I was declared a certified ear piercing specialist at Claire's after practicing on a teddy bear. Oh, my God. Fake it till you make it. (laughs) It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So despite a new world where bandmates are getting electrocuted, buses are smashing through gates and everyone is on drugs. William is still a virgin, still the enemy and still being stalked by his mother. But his unassuming nature lets him be a fly on the wall and witness real moments that journalists normally don't get to see. A rant where the lead singer Jeff brags about getting people off. (laughs) A fight where botched merch almost breaks up the band. And Russell, fucked up on acid, workshopping his last words and claiming that he is a golden god. When the t-shirt came out, I thought I was going to start liking the movie because I thought it was just the same plot as Josie and the Pussycats. And then (laughs) that's not what happened. I'm not going to lie. I hate Russell. I don't have anything in common with him except for that acid trip. I did not jump off of the <laughs> roof, but one of the times I was on acid, I completely imagined a mansion, a house, and it was the house from the first Charlie's Angels. I was like, I see it right there. It's so gorgeous. And I was like, I'm going to live in it one day. And I planned my entire life. Wow. And I went back to that same place sober. And I was like, where's that house? And everyone was like, Giselle, you know that you were drinking wine and you took acid. I was like, no, that house was real. <laughs> and my hopes and dreams were shattered. Oh, I was oh my shattered. God. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, acid was one I never fucked with. I think it was because, did you hear the story of the person who took acid and thought he was a glass of orange juice? And like, he was stuck like that. Like, he never thought he was a person again. He was like, (laughs) he was like in, you know, in a hospital somewhere and he had to, now that I'm saying it out loud, I realize this is something that like 11 year old me heard and like dare. They convinced you. (laughs) But he had to sleep upright because he was afraid (laughs) if he laid down, he was going to spill over and die. That's how he lived the rest of his life. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> uh, that is amazing. I never heard that one. You know, don't do drugs, kids. No. <laughs> so now let's circle back to William still being a virgin because oh, not for long. The band-aids get bored and the time has come for him to be deflowered. Okay, well, first of all, skip ahead 15 seconds if you want to, listeners, because sexual assault trigger warning. But these girls full-on raped him. They busted in the room and they were like, we decided it's time to deflower you. And then they do. They take his clothes off and like, that is that. But the sexual assault aside, imagine looking like Patrick Fugit and you lose your virginity to Feruza Balk and Anna Paquin. This has to be the ugliest threesome of all time. Donnie. And you know I watch a lot of homemade porn on Twitter, so I've seen a lot of ugly threesomes, but never ones this Donnie. bad. <laughs> what am I saying wrong? Patrick Fugit, I called ugly and saved, so everyone knows I already think he's ugly. But Mandy Moore was in that movie, so like it tricked me into thinking, like, oh, this cast doesn't look like a bag of smashed up cake. <laughs> but in this one, I feel like someone went to a bakery and dropped it. Donnie! <laughs> okay, if you had to pick two of those three to have a threesome with, who would you Well, pick? obviously Anna Paquin in the Fouget Lady. But oh, I will say, I didn't realize, like, when that part came up, I said, hold on. <laughs> I said, wait a minute. This is not okay. And then what I found more odd was Penny. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is weird. I was like, holy fucking shit. I said, has this always been in here? My husband's like, yeah. <laughs> like, if the sexes were reversed and it was two 
older men busting into a bathroom to be like, your time has come. Yeah, like- and then another man like pretended to not look and like made like, he he he, you're about to get fucked face. Like yeah. we would be up in arms. It was just like very fucking weird. There's nothing really like funny to say about it. Yeah. Like I know that like he's a 15 year old boy and presumably like he seemed to be enjoying himself by the end. But like mm. it also like I got the vibe that like, he would have saved wanted himself. to be with Penny mm-hmm. or he would yeah. have saved himself. That kind of made me sad. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> things don't get happier from here because things <laughs> soon take a turn and not even a tiny dancer sing along can fix the broken vibes. They are poor. A new hotshot manager is hired to keep everybody in check. William is in over his head and still without his key interview with Russell. Oh, and Penny Lane and the Band-Aids are gambled away in oh a poker game. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I used to fast forward through that part because it's so hurtful. Yeah. And she she plays that scene so good in terms of just like she has a moment of vulnerability and then it's like immediately nope back to the joke mm-hmm. like back to the what kind of beer was it that I was traded for yeah. when Jimmy Fallon appeared on my fucking screen that's when I knew there was no hope for me in this movie because I was like okay maybe we're approaching some sort of plot now in the last 20 minutes finally thank god but then when Jimmy Fallon walked out I was like oh please but I, I was just glad it wasn't James Corden because then I would have called in sick for this episode <laughs> I do agree. I cannot stand the man. Someone on TikTok <laughs> said that if the Hunger Games was real, Jimmy Fallon would be the host. And I have never in my life heard something more true. Yeah. Yeah. There is something about this man. Like he has done a deal with the devil. Yeah. I never trusted him when he would break on SNL. That was like no. his thing is that yeah. he would break and he would ruin mm-hmm. a sketch. Like he would ruin it by breaking constantly. And then as soon as he got his own late night show and he was doing sketches, miraculously, he never broke again. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, so you're just ruining somebody else's show cool 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 so somehow without any indication that this article is good or even written rolling stone green lights williams piece for the cover but not everything is worth celebrating and russell's girlfriend arrives and quickly picks up on penny lane's not so subtle across the room eye fucking and in the ultimate betrayal the band's manager tells her she needs to leave William knows shit is about to hit the fan comes to her aid and saves her from overdosing on quaaludes but even more depressing we learn that Penny's real name is Lady Goodman (laughs) now this movie and The Wolf of Wall Street did what those like oh no I'm melting into the couch commercials from the (laughs) 2000s never could keep me off drugs because I am officially convinced to never, ever, ever do quaaludes. Yeah. But those like above the influence campaign ads or whatever, where it was like, oh, I'm melting in the couch or like, oh no, now I'm paper. I in high school came home like high as fuck from like a bonfire party or something. And I wrote them an email that told them that they need to like go back to the drawing board and that their campaign hadn't worked on me and that I was in fact high right now writing this email (laughs) and I was just like providing some like constructive feedback for their marketing. This is amazing. Did they email you back? No. (laughs) You go to their website and they're like, Mm. send us an email, contact us. I was like, I sure will. I'm surprised they didn't send you a sticker at least. I (laughs) want this to be like a mini series, just how you <laughs> yeah. got there the night of like, it can be an anti-drug campaign if people want to <laughs> use it for a high school. But this is something that needs to be picked back up on. <laughs> My horror story, I got high and I wrote an email. <laughs> but for the grand finale of the dumpster fire that this tour has become, the gang's plane got stuck in an electrical storm. And as they all prepare to die, secrets are told. Their manager has been stealing money from them. They've been boinking each other's wives and girlfriends. Everyone hates Russell. The one with bad bangs is gay, and William is disgusted by them all. (laughs) Rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to come back from that. And after safely landing, Stillwater does a group walk of shame into their new reality of having everything out on the table. Brutal. I love it. (laughs) So... With the help of Lester, William realizes that he got caught up in being part of the band. He is not cool. He will never be cool. And it's time to be honest and unmerciful. And the band freaks out as they realize that they've been had. William was never a person. He's a journalist. But then when a fact checker calls to verify the salacious details of what William wrote, Russell denies all of it and the article is killed. 
the fuck? I hate that man. Asshole. I know he yeah. doesn't exist, but like, off with his head. But he's the best looking one in the cast. Whoa, so it was hard really? For me to really? Yeah. Who? Jason Lee? I can't even. He cannot be good looking because I'll never forget the first time I saw this movie. I hate when movies take this plot because I hate for the bad guy to semi win. And I don't care that mm. he tried to write his wrong at the end. You lied. You fucking yeah. lied and you ruined my career, even though I could probably pick it back up. You ruined something for me because you're a shitty person. And I don't like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This guy is the worst. Awful. Actually, he's so bad that like it's my personal brand and aesthetic to rant about men on this podcast every week. And I didn't even feel the need because I don't need to convince anybody of anything because his whole personality is just what a piece of shit he is. Yeah. Did we ever find out how old he was just for haha funnies? Like, wow, pennies, this old. No, and I didn't want to. Okay. Yeah, big Scott Disick energy, big Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio <laughs> energy. Saying, yeah. Like, Penny Lane's going to turn 25 and never, never see that man again. <laughs> so, meanwhile, speaking of piece of shit. Russell. (laughs) Russell realizes that the girl he's been fucking with is healing, so it's time to suck her back in and ruin her life all over again. So he calls Penny to apologize, and she gives him William's address instead of her own. And then Russell comes face to face with the scariest person in the world, William's mother. There's hope for him yet, and he finally does the right thing. He gives William the interview. He confirms the fact in the article, and he hopefully leaves Penny Lane the fuck alone. Forever. Forever. No Merry Christmas text, no postcard, no <laughs> I have next do some fucked up shit to me, and then the Christmas that year, he included me in a Merry Christmas text with like five other people. Oh, no. I said, I will burn this tree to the fucking ground. In a fucking group text That's with disgusting. a whole bunch of people I don't like. <laughs> on jesus's birthday mm-hmm. yeah mm. wow yeah after i've opened my gifts <laughs> so william gets the cover of the rolling stone magazine penny lane finally goes to morocco and Stillwater gets back to the music it's all happening a happy ending for everyone <laughs> except for donnie who had to sit through a two-hour movie about rock and roll well what's crazy is you know i always watch my movies illegally on this one website when i went on the website to watch it for free whatever version they had was three hours long and i text chelsea and said how long is this i think it was the director they released like a additional footage version oh no Mm. well once i saw imdb said two hours and two minutes i was like i'll pay for it i don't care but i'm not watching three hours of this (laughs) i loved it I loved it. I just felt right at home. (laughs) Final thoughts. If we were to bring this movie to present day, who would we cast in a remake or what would the plot to a sequel be? I have my recast because I thought long and hard about this as soon as we said. So, and this is a little chaotic because I've been very influenced by Spitgate and everything and don't worry, darling Mm. drama. So Penny Lane is going to be Miss Flo herself. Oh, okay. Miss Flo. Russell is going to be Chase Stokes from Outer Banks because uh-huh. like even though I like him in uh, Outer Banks I feel like he could embody a Russell and really get on my fucking nerves. Mm-hmm. William is actually going to be Will from Stranger Things. Oh. Jeff, Jason Lee's character is going to be Timothy Chalamet. Okay. The mom is going to be Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I really want to see what she does with the character. Yeah. Um, And then I have the sister as Olivia Wilde. Okay. You just want more Spit mess. Game. You're like, mess. Yeah. Yes, I do. I and then I had Lester Bangs, his like icon. I said I would like to see like if Leo DiCaprio, maybe he would pop in and do like a quick little oh, like yeah. because Lester is like not in the entire movie. He just calls in. Yeah. Like really quick. Shoot his own scenes. One more trivia. Um what's the guy's name that played him? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip, yeah. Yeah. He had the flu and he shot all of his scenes alone in four days' time. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Go for him. Interesting. Anyway. So I did a sequel and I want there to be like a reunion tour. The gang's back together. William is writing or like the head of Pitchfork. It's like everybody gets back together and they have to like deal with the mess of like we learn why the band broke up. They start to reminisce about their touring days. We hear about like how popular they got and then like the decline. That's fun. Like in a modern day. I think that would be fun. Yeah. And they can't, you know have 15 year old girls around right yeah and like maybe yeah like maybe that's a storyline is they're talking about like the me too movement mm-hmm. and people are coming forward the oh band-aids are talking about I their love it. experience oh my God. i love this chelsea i love this because i want russell to be me too yes 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 yes, yes. yep i love oh, it wow 
right. So I thought the only way I could possibly be interested in this is if we made it black. So I would make it like a temptation style group. So the members of the band are Brian Tyree Henry, Trevante Rhodes, Jeremy Pope, and Donald Glover with Yaya Abdul Mateen <gasps> as Russell. No. Kiki Palmer no. is Penny Laid. <laughs> Sorry, Zell. <laughs> Kiki Palmer is Penny Lane, and Justice Smith is William, with Regina Hall as his mom. Okay, so Donnie, uh-huh. you know what's funny here is when I was making this, I was talking to my husband, who is a white man, and he was like, "You don't want to throw any diversity in there," and I was like, "Let me tell you something about this movie. <laughs> this is a pinnacle." white people shit movie because like Mm -hmm. just from the beginning a lot of stuff wouldn't have happened okay mom would have been having none of that going on tour but no the only tour you can go on the only tour you can go on is the one from the house to school to school back home (laughs) so no and so i was like i just feel like i hate when people just like we're gonna diversify it but then they have something that's like not really realistic so that's why i was like i'm gonna keep it at its roots Mm -hmm. I understand. Okay. And then like the whole feck thing, like if I was feck, okay, to my mom one time, and I still don't know how she even fucking heard me, but I went to my room and I attempted to slam the door, but then I had a, like a thought and I caught it and I closed this and I said, fuck this. And I probably said it just like that. And you would have thought Thanos himself came in that room and because I thought the door flew off the hinges and she said are you cussing in my motherfucking house where I pay the bills and I was like no 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 she goes no I heard you and I was like no I I never she was like oh wow (laughs) yeah oh yeah well there would be script changes is mine I oh no I mean I get I I had to watch Temptation so much as a child so that and the five heartbeats so much Uh, but I almost sang okay I rebuke Yaya as Russell. Rebuke. <laughs> you don't have to see it. And then you'll know how I felt watching this Oh, movie. my God. Oh, my <laughs> God. So final, final thoughts. What for us about this movie aged well and what aged like blockbuster? I'm not going to lie. After watching this movie, I still enjoy it. However, the movie in itself did not age well because, like you said, the age discrepancies – um, the problematicness of multiple things on this, mm-hmm. including, you know, how they treat women mm-hmm. all around. Um, but also, you know what I noticed? I spent this whole time thinking Penny Lane was the ultimate cool girl and girl's girl. And Penny Lane actually was mean to quite a few women because when the girls were running and they were and she was like, did one of these. And then she goes. hmm. I was like, Penny. And then I noticed some other things, like when there would be other women around, she'd be like, go. Mm-hmm. Like, but, and I was like, wow, I thought she was like the ultimate girl's girl. And so all together, and, you know, the problematic scenes with, you know, deflowering William, I was, it doesn't age that well. It's a strange thing. And we've run into this a couple of times with the movies we've recapped that because this movie is based on the writer's actual experiences, I think it both ages well and ages like blockbuster because obviously all of the shit that went down in the 70s on these tours Mm -hmm. is not okay, but Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean it wasn't an accurate depiction of all of the shit that was going down on these tours in the 70s, if that makes sense. I liked the like Easter eggs and little jokes they would do, like making fun of like, well, Mick Jagger obviously is not going to be trying to be a rock star dancing around the stage at 50. Like all those little things of like, well, he is like, that's funny. That's like a funny joke to throw in. They do the like fax machine joke of like, and it only takes 18 minutes for a single page. Like all of that (laughs) made me laugh. And then I do think in terms of diversity, it's not so much that like they needed to throw in a person of color just to like throw it in, but there were so many black groups during this time that were iconic. The fact that like no black music was included at all doesn't necessarily hold up. There were black people in that party, that after party at the beginning. I did notice that because I said, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> but I agree with Chelsea. It's like, okay. Anything, Donnie? Anything nice to say? <laughs> Let's do what my mom does. Okay, say one positive thing about this movie, Donnie. I liked Kate Hudson's coat. <laughs> Chelsea, do you really hate that he hated it? 
or do you love that he hated no, it? I knew. Yeah. <laughs> I like though, Donnie, that you went out of your way this episode. Like, I think that you were so inspired by your hate of this movie that we were recapping. You went out of your way more than usual to just insult as many people, places, and things as you could. Like, just <laughs> sprinkling them in. Like, yeah. if I'm going to shit on this movie, just buckle up everybody because I hate everything. <laughs> Yeah, really? Why did I come for Nev Campbell? I know. We don't know. We don't know. That's why we looked at you the way we did. I didn't even say this for a scream. You said the cast of this movie was like taking a bag of cake and slamming it on the (laughs) ground, Donnie. So you know what? This is just like a, I feel like it's my birthday because for once, I don't think the DMs are coming for me this week. I just say buckle up and open up your DMs because the cuties are coming for you and they are scary when you don't like the movies they like. So on that note, so first of all, thank you so much yes, for coming on. Oh, it was a Tell pleasure. Tell everybody where they can listen to you, follow you, all the things. Um, You can follow my podcast on Instagram at who asked me podcast. And then that is the name of the podcast who asked me um, because no one did <laughs> rate me five stars. Don't even bother rating me one and making my rating go down. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. Cause I don't care. Rate her five, rate us five. And what are we covering next week? Donnie? Twilight. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I had an Edward team Edward poster in my room. I'll find the poster. <gasps> Oh, I'm team Jacob. How Why dare would you, you be team Jacob? I'm team it's Jacob so pointless. What? what? I will save it for next week, but Edward needs to be in jail. <laughs> you can cuddle with a corpse if you <laughs> yeah. want, Edward. Take it to the morgue. <laughs> yeah. See you next week. <laughs> so we will talk to you later. Love, Love you like a sister. sister. Now we can argue more offline. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening to I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to give us a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. You can follow me at Real Donnywood on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want more of my personal brand of chaos, check me out at Ono Chels on Instagram. And for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes of I Am The Cute One, head to patreon.com slash IamTheCuteOne. And go to IamTheCuteOne.com for the most chaotic merch on the planet. Talk Talk to you later. later. Love you like like a sister. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.